Welcome to NetHone's Darknet Summary. NetHone is a fintech company that fights online transaction fraud using its proprietary software solution. In order to keep clients safe, we keep track of what's happening in the darknet, the sometimes murky underbelly of the web where fraudsters exchange the tools and knowledge to plan their criminal activities. That's why we've created this podcast, to share with you what our experts have found during their investigations. In the latest Darknet summary, we focus on events connected to the Russian invasion of Ukraine and how geopolitical divisions have become apparent in dark web circles. Where political neutrality is encouraged on most dark web forums, inevitably, there have been those that have expressed backing for Russia or Ukraine in the ongoing war with somewhat predictable outcomes. Even those that try to remain neutral and simply wish to continue earning money through fraudulent activities cannot avoid the thorny topic of war in Ukraine. How have dark web hackers been affected? The prices of carded goods have gone up due to the effects of sanctions against Russia, weakening the ruble currency, causing disruption to exchange rates. So why should events in the real world affect the bubble of the dark web? Well, there's an element of cyber warfare going on, and with any war, people will often choose a side. So far, we've seen evidence of state-sponsored adversaries, hacktivist groups and cybercrime threat actors picking sides in the Russia-Ukraine war. And things may get even hotter over the next few months. Here to explain more is NetHone's intelligence specialist, Michal Barbash. As soon as uh, Russia invaded Ukraine on Thursday the 24th of February, almost immediately divisions in the dark web began to appear. One such forum where this became evident was Raid Forum, known for its community being responsible for big company database leaks. Administrators of this forum declared sympathy with Ukraine and several days later their domain was hijacked being replaced with a phishing forum, aimed at obtaining criminals' credentials. It is unknown who was responsible, but the signs point to pro-Russian hackers or even raid forum competitors. But there have also been pro-Ukrainian attacks on sites by hackers. Some serious groups are attacking targets in Russia and their sympathizer countries, such as China. The group to gain most media attention, as is often the case, has been the Anonymous Collective. But it's a far stretch to call this a hacking group, as literally anybody, from your friendly local shop owner and even your neighbor, can refer to themselves as a member of Anonymous due to its informal nature. In light of ongoing events in Ukraine, Anonymous provides the perfect smokescreen for people who dislike Russia and its actions to do something. The site Darkhole is a great resource that lists every single hacking attempt since the beginning of the invasion. So there have been some pretty clear signals of support for both Russia and Ukraine in the dark web, starting as soon as the invasion of Ukraine began. But were there any indications before the invasion that something big was about to unfold? There were a few incidents that took place in January and February that at least raised the eyebrows of fraud intelligence and risk analysts of the dark web. Firstly, in January, Russian authorities seized one of the oldest online shops for buying stolen credit card details. This was followed by two more shops in February with stolen credit cards, another with hacked computers, with installed remote desktop protocol software that could be used by cyber criminals for anonymization instead of using a VPN or proxy server, and also a famous fraud forum called Skyfraud. 
What makes this suspicious, other than the frequency of the raids, was that most Russian-speaking hackers from the former USSR usually don't attack their own citizens, opting instead to focus on Western citizens. One reason is that Westerners are generally more affluent compared to those in the former USSR, but also Russian law enforcement would often turn a blind eye to their activities. With no extradition rules in place, most hackers could go about their activities without legal repercussions, unless they travel abroad. Therefore, the frequency of the aforementioned raids was suspicious in itself. My guess would be Russian law enforcement acted this way to discipline the Russian dark web community before the foreseeable future cyber war that burst out with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Alternatively, they acted to make space for new shops on the market, new shops that will be more willing to share their profit with Russian law enforcement agencies. Fascinating. Thank you, Michal. Although the Russia-Ukraine war has been going on for more than 40 days now, it feels as though we're only at the very beginning of this conflict. We must be aware that the threat in the online domain is very real. All businesses and financial institutions with an online presence have been warned by world governments to increase or improve their security measures against Russian cybercrime and state actors. Now, more than ever, advanced anti-fraud solutions are necessary to mitigate the security risks. We will continue to monitor events in the dark web connected to the ongoing war, cyber war and, of course, fraud and cybercrime in general. That's the end of the Darknet Summary. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune in next month for the latest episode of the Darknet Summary. Our blog at nethone.com also contains a wealth of expert analysis on the dark web and anti-fraud issues in general, so feel free to check us out. If you wish to contact us regarding anything you've listened to or have general suggestions for us, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Send us an email to contact at nethone.com.